Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in the house, what's up? It's Brooke. She's here to say it's black. Wow. You guys, Bridget's nails look a literal fire. Thank you. They're coming apart, though. Sorry, this episode is maybe a little bit late. It's I'm a scheduling monster. Don't even apologize. They're going to be fine. They're Um, they're grown-ups. They are. They're grown-ups, and we love them because they have probably already rated, reviewed, and subscribed to this podcast, and therefore they are um, amazing Have you... Rated and reviewed. I'm just assuming that you're someone who loves us and cares about us and cares about this podcast and have already done that. But like, silly me if I'm wrong, you know. Do you care about us? All I'm saying is like, if you cared, you would definitely have already rated, reviewed, and subscribed. Uh-huh. Guys, this is a really crazy episode. It's kind of the first episode where there's like major life changes rather than them just like bopping which is a very interesting um episode title because i know it doesn't mean what it means today conventionally but and it's very related to this it's episode. not about gay men in this in this military surprisingly service. it's not although i think carrie would have a lot to say about that did you see my thingy your thingy oh it looks so good uh, she framed her miranda print um miranda is very gently presiding she, over us whenever i wake up i go good morning cynthia tony emmy and grammy award winner <laughs> cynthia nixon what better way to start your day highly recommend for everyone if you're looking for a new morning routine uh buy a print of miranda and a bucket hat and say good morning to it say it's just like a little altar yeah um hi bridget hi brooke hi everybody and welcome to Splat, Splat, the podcast where me bridget and me brooke talk about sex in the city 10 years younger and 20 years later look at that. nailed it we're re- so good at this um, three seasons in how how are i feel like i haven't seen you in well yeah because we recorded our last episode so early but I, I saw you for dinner i know but still once a week is it's not the same Mm-mm. um i am good i am you know, just floating through. So glad that as of um, three, four, five hours from now, the third month of January will officially be over. I was talking to a friend about this last night and also it's been all over like the meme circuit, Mm -hmm. but it feels like I've spent my entire, the entirety of my twenties in January, 2018. Yeah. Basically I've lived a a life since the turn of the year. I mean, tomorrow is the end of January. That's right. And you're about to embark on like a soul changing um, journey across the world. Yes. I'm going on birthright on Sunday and then I don't know how long I'm going to be gone yet. So um, we'll be back when I'm back. Can't wait. Um, Little hiatus. So sorry. So go back and listen to old episodes if you miss our voices. Yeah. Um, But you're also going to travel after, right? Yeah, for, for, yes. That's very exciting. Um, I have not booked flights yet, so. Oh, so you don't know exactly, but. But um, if you follow me on Instagram, at Brooke Wiseman, mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to. Um, follow along. Follow along. Um, I'm trying to think. I've just been dealing with just like fuckery upon fuckery. 
mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I'm very excited to watch and talk about this episode of Sex in the City. Should we just hop right in? Should we just dive in? If you stick around, um, we'll have more fun at the end of this episode with a segment of questions from my brother. <laughs> so if you're looking <laughs> if for you some more around. some more hot bants, it comes at the end. And we're just going to dive into this app. We got hot takes. We got hot bants. We got hot bottoms. We got hot tops. tops. <laughs> we got hot topics. I actually got this is shirt is new. Do you like it? I do. I told you like a half hour ago. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to <laughs> Oh, on the pod, forever. of course, of course. Brooke, that's an amazing shirt. Did you by chance get it yesterday, and are you obsessed with it? Yes, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. It's very cute. I love a turdy neck. I love a turdy neck. I want more turdy necks. Yeah, they're good. Other than, of course, like come March, I'm like done with putting them on but my I body. But I feel like that's why I like this one's a short-sleeved one. Yeah, it's cute. You could wear it in the summer. That's true. The short sleeves make all the difference. Yes. All the difference in the world. Bridget said I looked like a cartoon character, which I feel good about. Um, I need to raise my curtain rod, it seems. It's falling. Really? Yeah, it's pretty low. Was it not that low when you put it up? Oh, no. It definitely crashed like a little bit oh. ago. <laughs> um, and I put it back up. But Celie helped me the first time, and he's much taller Oh, yeah. Than he's me. got some feet on you, literally. Literally. he has. A, he's a foot taller than I. Damn. All right. Um, Diving right in. Here we go. This episode, as we said, is called Don't Ask Dantiel. And so um, Mm. Miranda starts out by going to, she pays to do a like speed dating thing. Have you ever thought about speed dating? I actually had a conversation with a friend earlier this week about speed dating because it sort of feels like that's what birthright is. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I wouldn't think about I wouldn't think about it that way, but it kind of makes sense because sort of the point is to like meet someone. He and, can get it. Let me just and say hit, and, that I am so de- sorry. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> just keep going. It's fine. I wasn't saying anything important. Keep going. I'm so desperate for a lover that I've become um, a hyperbolic version of myself. And just like any man I see that is attractive, I literally like salivate from my <laughs> vagina. Delicious. And I uh, was in a place on Monday where uh, I, w- I had an audition on Monday, and they were they were also having auditions for um, Anastasia, mm. and um, the role of Dimitri specifically is the a uh, character that Brooke loves, epitome of my type, the car- right. the cartoon character, mm-hmm. and so I was just like there were like four a parade of men who are your type like lined up for you. I yeah, amazing. I was just like <sighs> from my vagina and my mouth, beautiful. So, so Charlotte, um, or what's her name? So Miranda is doing the speed dating thing where she pays like $7 and gets eight minute long dates, um, which as Carrie helpfully says over top is the longest that any blind date should last. Honestly. And all these guys are sitting down and they have like a list of their, you know, this guy sits down and he has a list of accomplishments and then oh, he, he calls, calls her, her Mandy, Mandy and she is literally wearing a name tag that says Miranda, which is so funny. And- but she tells him he's a lawyer and that she was recently made partner. And this starts a montage of her telling men she's a lawyer and them immediately being disinterested. Isn't that so shitty? Yeah. So she tells the last guy, she's like, I'm a stewardess. And he's like, really? Um, and she rolls with it. So we go into this scene. Should I start lying about my occupation on dates? My well, let's see how this works out for Miranda. Great. It's a pretty, it's a funny um, plot line. So they're at the rehearsal dinner for Charlotte's wedding. This is so quick. I didn't realize at first that it was rehearsal dinner. I thought they were like out at a girl's dinner. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's significant others don't ever come. Eden's hair is so long. Oh, she ended. So Carrie has ended her affair with Big. She has. And she, um, 
has brought Aiden along with her to the wedding rehearsal dinner, obviously, because he's her boyfriend. And, and they're very they're, affectionate. They are. And they're joking about this whole stewardess thing. Um, and Samantha's basically like, doesn't matter what you say. You know, you're just trying to get laid. And Aiden keeps being like, I don't know. I mean, you can't date this guy because now you've lied to him. Like, that makes you a liar. Because so. Aiden is literally the most earnest person in the history of the world. So obviously, um, Carrie is having like big thoughts about lying and being a liar and all those things um because carrie you know she's a liar at least right now she is and it's eating her up inside which i totally get um so trey makes a speech charlotte's dressed very casually for her rehearsal she is dressed very casually is wearing three layers of pearls and it's the one time so far in all the times we've seen her she's not wearing a bow. bow she does wear one at the wedding though which is crazy um trey Gives this speech and he thanks people for coming from far away, which is basically just an excuse to introduce his Scottish cousin. And I was like, this and man Samantha's, is not Scottish. And Samantha's going to fuck him. Yeah, of course she is. I was like, this man is not Scottish. And I looked it up and um, indeed he is British, which is so funny. It's like you outsourced, but you didn't outsource correctly. <laughs> um, and he then talks about how he loves Charlotte. And he talks about how like everyone who knows him knows that he, you know, likes to talk. And then that's the end of the speech. I was like, for someone who likes to talk, that was a very <laughs> shitty, uninspiring speech about your soon-to-be wife. She's like, he's like, I love her more than words can say. And basically, I love to talk. So if there are too many words for that, then I guess I have to sit down. I guess down. I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Samantha, of course, sets her sights on. All of them are so unhappy to be Charlotte's bridesmaid. I feel like if my one of my three best friends was getting married, I would be happy to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, I think if they felt better about their relationship, they'd be happier. Because, uh-huh. like, they're losing their best friend and they don't feel like they're losing her to, like, a worthy person. Sure. Samantha goes over and she, um, of course, is very forward with her Scottish man who, the point is that he's unintelligible, which, like, they do by making it just an unintelligible accent and I'm like if you get a real good Scottish person on here they would also be unintelligible but they'd be real (laughs) this guy just sounds like he's butchering things on purpose Samantha could barely understand him but if his tongue could do that to his R's she wondered what it could do to her she's like I'll show you around the city and he's obviously down for it because okay you know let me just say Mm -hmm. in the past two months of my life, I would say that I have been trying to take a a cue off of Samantha and I've been trying to be more aggressive Mm -hmm. in the pursuit of the thing that I want. And in that, this moment that is, um, sex. And, um, it seems however, that, uh, being confident in what you want and being aggressive, uh, has failed me many times. So I posit that maybe, Samantha, uh, uh, what, Croata Croc. Yeah. Well, I think to be fair, there's like a slight difference between what Samantha wants and what you want, which is like, or not what you want, but that for you to, there's a difference between like meeting and talking to someone first, you know, and then trying to get together versus literally finding someone face to face and being like, we're going to fuck, you know? Yeah, I guess that's my next step. That's huh? it. Just go. I mean, because I guarantee if you walked up to someone at a bar who was single and down, he'd be down. But that's just like not how we operate anymore. No, I've literally been talking to a guy for a week and it's all of the fuckery. It continues to be terrible. And then we like have gone. I just can't. It's so annoying. It's so fucking stupid. Um. So Samantha like, you know, can't understand him, but is going to show him around. And then we have... Oh, these dresses are not flattering. So we have a weird bridesmaid scene 
where Charlotte's there wearing a literal apron of a dress. It's very weird. Also, they're getting their dresses fitted. The, uh, isn't the rehearsal dinner supposed to be the night before the wedding? Yeah. So, like, when are they getting... F- but clearly it's not. There's got to be some time in between. It looks like that was more like a, an A week, maybe, whatever. something. This is an no, amazing... No, this is it. It's your day. Get a... Get no, a- no. So this is amazing. Charlotte goes... So... <sighs> Carrie's freaking out about whether she should tell Aiden or not. And Samantha's like, why would you do that? That's not going to help anything. And Charlotte's like, I mean, listen, you have to tell him. But I would also love if there's like not drama at my wedding. And she goes, it's my week. And Miranda goes, it's your day. You get a day. Not a week. (laughs) I love her. I love her. But these dresses are not. They're ugly. Yeah. They're They're like like champagne colored sateen. Sateen. Yeah. Like. They're not very flattering. And then, um, like the good friend she is, Samantha has a meltdown about how Charlotte won't let her hem the dress higher yeah. because she wants to look hot and she's... They all have to be the same length. The, right. Except for Trey is wearing a kilt in this. And, oh, yeah. And Samantha's like, what about Trey's kilt? So they have a really interesting back and forth. And she won't say cunt. She says... This she is- says, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> And Carrie goes, oh, my God, was that a schoolhouse rock I missed? They're so funny. Um, Charlotte's just, like, so very Charlotte. But I think she has a point that, like, it is her wedding. And it would be, you know, if if Carrie's going to pick a moment to explode her relationship, it would be awesome to, like, try and not do it now. Right. But Samantha's meltdown includes her being, like, basically, like, why am I a bridesmaid? Why did you do this to me? And Charlotte's like, you don't have to be one. And she also says to her that um, she did it because she didn't want, she was like, honestly, I didn't think you'd want to be excluded, which just the things about their relationship dynamics are so interesting. And Samantha's like, I wish you'd excluded me. And they're clearly just like, you know, tit for tat. Yeah. They're not actually angry at each other, but it's a pretty intense scene in terms of relationship dynamics. And now Carrie is like pontificating about cheating. She's like, I've never cheated. I cheated on a test once. In fifth grade. This story is interesting because... She's asking, is honesty really the really the, the best, best policy? policy? Like, will she make Aiden, you know, is it better to tell him or better to let him live in peace, I guess? What do you think? What's your what's your opinion on um, uh, I withholding? Say with, with few exceptions, honesty is my is the policy or at least what should be strived for. I feel like if like telling someone something that is only going to hurt them. Yeah. If there's no reason to tell someone something that I is just going to that hurt them. I don't think that that's this case. Like, I, agree. I think like a cheating scenario when you're trying to like continue in a relationship, mm-hmm. like you should probably confess right. to your. Well, I, I also, infidelity. I'm like a pretty big believer that like in white lies, uh-huh. meaning that like if you aren't, if it's not significant and you're doing it to spare someone's feelings, like I do this constantly, like tiny little constantly huh well just like in interactions in the world you know like often my first instinct I'm a smoother over of situations and so like my first instinct is often like it's not even really a lie you know I'll just be like oh no I you know like um I just got here or something instead of making someone feel bad that they waited for whatever you know like that kind of thing like I'm big for alleviating feelings yeah but for anything big like this I really think you yeah I agree um, but she tells this story about how in fifth grade she cheated with two other friends and the friends confessed and got grounded and suspended and, and failed the class, which damn harsh punishment for fifth grade. Fifth grade. And she talks about how like, like, do you even take tests in <laughs> fifth know. grade? She was like, I, um, didn't and nothing happened to me, which I guess taught her that like, she didn't need to be honest, but it's also, I was like, 
damn, if I was one of your fifth grade friends, I would have snitched so hard on you if you did said nothing and I got grounded and suspended and failed a class. <laughs> Fuck you, Carrie. <laughs> Fuck you, Carrie. Yeah. Um, so stewardess guy is back. Dishonesty was the best policy for Miranda. She's wearing a fucking little like neck scarf stewardess yeah, thing. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> Um, Once you go first class, you can't ever go back to coach. <laughs> she's just like making shit up, and it's so funny. She really pulls it off pretty well because she's a Emmy, Grammy, Tony <laughs> award-winning actress. And she's amazing. Um, so basically, they just have this like whole flirtation that is just them, like flirting about being on airplanes, and then they fuck. And he, they, um, he gets to fuck a stewardess, and Miranda doesn't have to fake anything. Basically, does she have an orgasm? You think? Yeah. That's what the faking. I think so. I think she just means like she gets great sex out of it, even though she lied. And like he's happy because he thinks he fucked a stewardess. Which is stupid. But yeah. yeah. But, you know, people have their fantasies. I also had this moment. And she leaves her her bra, her scarf. She lies about having a flight the next morning so she can like. (laughs) Kick him out. like, don't sleep here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which is a pretty great. um, Yeah. I've used that excuse before, except I actually have to wake up at 5 a.m. But. It's funny, too, because the last guy did that to her, her phone sex guy. was oh, like, I can't yeah. stay here and have sex with you. I have a flight. And she has her class of 19-whatever, like, mug out from law school, and she has to turn it around on the table so he doesn't see it as on his way out. And they're, like, flirting about her, like, having... Men in every port. Men in every port. And then she says, actually, it's lo- uh, in truth, it's a lonely life. Uh, in fact, there's a wedding I'm in on Sunday. And scene cut. Later that week. So it's Charlotte's last night as a single woman. So like this is Charlotte's version so, of a bachelor. You're right. Party. So they had the rehearsal dinner very early. Yeah. I feel like the rehearsal dinner Weird is always the point. night before because if people are flying in for the wedding. Yeah. You like do the rehearsal dinner with right. them. Right. That's definitely how that traditionally works. I'm guessing that's more of just a sheer plot point than anything else. And they have this really, really fucking cute interaction they're talking about how um, marriage is the end of dating and all these things to celebrate. Um, and Char- well, for, okay, so first Charlotte drops a bomb. They're all being very giggly and sweet and nostalgic. And then Charlotte is like, um, <gasps> she hasn't slept with Trey. She hasn't slept with Trey because Samantha's like, I it's thought- the end of your great next great fuck being around the corner. And Charlotte's like, my next great. And they're like, say it. And she says, fuck is around the corner. I can't wait to sleep with Trey. So. Charlotte has done this, like, I'm going to save myself and be a virgin in this relationship until marriage. That's so, so I couldn't do it, Bridget. No. Well, I just think, I think this is one where Samantha's like fundamentally right. It's kind of like a silly saying, but you test drive a car before you, you're committing to be with someone in every way. And if you have no idea what one of those ways looks like, yeah, like, how could you that's commit why, to that life? I mean, that's why, like, I feel like people who subscribe to that and like, Maybe this is wrong of me and like mm-hmm. I, I think there are exceptions to this rule, but I feel like people who generally subscribe to that are younger. I was just going to say get, where it's something you've been like married, indoctrinated into. And get and get married younger. Mm-hmm. And so like. Partially, yeah, just to get to that point. Because like they're, they're. It's the only way to like legitimize your desires. I just feel like. Like we're gonna get married at twenty two and have children by twenty five type of situation. Like I think statistically, you're probably right. Like less a New York thing and more just like so. Like you know, if I were gonna get married by twenty two, like I don't know, I lost my virginity at nineteen. Like three years doesn't seem like a crazy amount much more to wait if I like am 
if I'm taught to believe that that's what I'm supposed to do, I think if I was taught that that's what I'm supposed to do and like also yeah, didn't definitely. expect to get married until I'm 30, 35, like I think that's a different story. Right. And like I, I can barely go eight months without having sex. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if, if I'm the right person for this, but it's interesting because it's Charlotte isn't that person and wasn't indoctrinated into it. She has like self-imposed this thing on herself, which is something she's kind of chosen to do for entirely Charlotte reasons. Yeah. And it's like their concerns are totally legitimate. The thing is they do end up having this really cute conversation where she's like, I just want to like do all this stuff to him. And like, it's been three months and I'm so horny. And they all giggle. So she's also hard only over been it. dating for three months and she's getting married to him, which is just also yeah. crazy to me. I might've, I might've misstated that a little bit, but basically that's the timeline of it. I mean, it really, Ugh, Miranda booty calls. I'm so proud of her. She does. She calls her guy and he comes over and they, um, Nope. And then Samantha, uh, we turn to Samantha and Scottish guy. She can't understand anything he's saying. He also looks like he has no idea what he's doing. But anyway. Wow. These cuts are very quick this episode. It's very quick. There's a lot happening because the side plots are like fun and funny. And the other stuff is so big and heavy. They're like trying to figure out how to balance it all, I think. So Carrie comes over to Aiden in his woodworking shop. She's like, I was going to surprise you. And he says, can't surprise a man with a dog. So Aiden is making something for Charlotte and Trey for the wedding. Which Carrie um, is like, had I wish told him she wanted to, but she didn't ask him to like make something brand new. She's like, this is too nice. You're too nice. Um, which is like a, such a classic. Like I've cheated. Like you're so good. You're too good for me. This whole episode, I started thinking about how like, it's interesting how people like really turn into cliches and cliche situations mm-hmm. because it's still honest and genuine for her, but she is like the stereotype of everyone who is cheated okay, okay. and regrets it. Yes. Okay. 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 So he's making a love seat mm-hmm. and what he says is that it's two different kinds of wood that come together to make one love seat. And it makes it what well, the one makes the other kind stronger. One of them has a flaw in it that he shows her and that he's kept because he likes it and it's beautiful and it's like the centerpiece of the love seat. I have to say, I can't imagine a wooden love seat. It's not I what mean, I would call that at all. It's like a bench or something. I mean, if you put cushions on it, then it's a yeah, lo- you can I guess. make it a love seat. In a, lo- a love seat in my head is like a stuffed something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Definitely like cushy. And he's all over her and he really, I mean, I do like their physical chemistry. And she's like... Yeah. But she's, I mean, you can just like see it playing out over her face and he is perceptive, but doesn't really know anything's wrong. And they have this really drawn out like metaphor conversation about about the flaw in the wood and how flaws can be good and flaws can be beautiful. And she, for like the already second time in this episode. Is like, I could feel I was about to tell him, but if I told him, would he still love me? And they really obnoxiously open mouth kiss and then they have sex. And so she doesn't. And that's for like the the first of many times in this episode she tries to tell him. She's so little and he's so big. He's He's huge. Oh, um, so Charlotte shows up drunk, drunk at Trey's house. Here's something about this plot point that doesn't make sense to me. Even drunk, I feel so strongly that Charlotte would be a. She opens the door and she, he's like, "Are you drunk?" And she's like, "Yes, it's officially our wedding day." I feel very strongly that Charlotte would be a. It's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding on the wedding day, girl. But Charlotte loves sex. She does. Um, she does and she's, you know, been waiting too long, but I feel like the Charlotte part of Charlotte 
has Can always you un- won out. Unpack what the Charlotte part of Charlotte means to the you. The very traditional, the kind of person who decides she doesn't want to have sex with this person until they've married each other because of whatever XYZ value that she holds so strongly. Yeah, look at Trey's triceps. I feel like all of the stuff about around the wedding and her fixation on weddings and her desire to have it happen a certain way, this just like doesn't feel right to me. So I so presumably she's going to have a small panic attack after this. Well, so they fuck. They they don't. What happens is Trey uh, has erectile dysfunction and she did not test drive the car. And he cannot drive. <laughs> so they're in bed trying to have a difficult conversation. And he's basically like. He's like, I didn't think it would happen with you. He's like, it's happened before a few times, but I didn't think it would with you, which she kind of feels good about, kind of doesn't. But also part of what this is saying is it's not a one time thing. Like he has a, ha- a pattern of this, a history of this, all this stuff. And she is realizing he's exactly like, I, what her friends told her. I can't get, I can get the sails up. I just can't get it into the harbor. Also, when he opens the door, she calls him Sweetiekins, which just murdered me. It, I, it, that has killed me. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just dead. I'm a ghost doing the rest of this podcast. God, I know. Um, she also, I forgot to say this, but during the whole scene oh, before. Oh, he tries to kiss her and she rolls away. And then she sleeps there. That's what I mean. I do not think that Charlotte York, the way she is like wrought as a character, would spend the night with her husband to be the night before the wedding if she's someone who you know no decided all these things here's aiden being a giant man he comes out to find carrie at 3 a.m on the steps and he takes up like six more steps than she does also through their whole last conversation on the love seat they have scottish highland pipes playing in the background and i'm like this is so funny just because it's like completely unrelated to their plot it's related to the rest of it, I guess, but it was made me laugh. So Aiden is now suddenly okay and has like just like chilling with the fact that Carrie smokes cigarettes. It's interesting. It's a weird one. It, he like he's like, well, this isn't going to work. And she, of course, goes us. And he's like, no, I can't have you sneaking out in the middle of the night to smoke, you know. And and she's like, I, I've tried quitting. I just can't. He doesn't do a like, can I help you? Can I support you? Have you tried this? He's like, well. I guess I'll get used to it. And she said, you said you could never date a smoker. And he's like, you're not just a smoker. You know, you're Carrie. And. Oh, sweet Aiden. So he is really sweet. He's so patient. Okay. Okay. She says, Aiden, I need to tell you something. But suddenly, once again, she can't tell him. She just pussies out. But she's also the way she's building. She's she's kind of, I think, a tiny bit copping out because telling someone six times that you have to tell them someone something and then being like, I love oh, you and kissing them. She's asking for him to ask her, you know, telling someone that you have to tell them something and not telling them what you have to tell them is one of my big yeah. pet peeves. She really, she tries to play it off as uh, not as a like, oh, I'm not going to tell you, but what I wanted to tell you was just like, I love you. But yeah. she does it to him so many times in this episode. There's no way he wouldn't come after her and try and figure out what's actually going on. And so, then she walks home at 3 a.m. And, and doesn't let him come with her. She says it's because her... Um, she kicks him out. Oh, sorry. No, she says, I've got to go home. Oh, is that what she says? Yeah. And then he says, well, I'll go with you. And oh. she's like, all my maid of honor stuff is at home. 
She couldn't just close the door and leave him on the stoop barefoot. Oh, my God. I thought she was like, no, just pick me up here in the morning. So I was really proud that I figured this plot point out before it happened. It Because it was, like, sort of obvious, but not really. Samantha, not Samantha, Miranda and her guy have hooked up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's bleeding. She cut herself making breakfast. And she's like, listen, if I can handle it at 10,000 feet, I can handle it here. Um, And she's like, he's like, blood makes me queasy. And she says, but you're a doctor, aren't you? Because he told her he worked in the ER. (gasps) Turns out. Catfishing. Lying. Okay, you guys, I think I'm being catfished right now. (laughs) By this guy? Didn't you talk to him on the phone? I talked to him on the phone and he did send me a picture today, but he will not physically meet up with me. Oh, he just wants like someone to text and get off. It's very Tell odd. him to send you a photo of his dog and make sure it's real. Well, he sent me this photo of him today. I'm and now but then I made him send me a photo and now he's like now he's like, You're being paranoid, you're making me send pictures, like Duh. You wanna you, you don't want to and he refuses to see you. You don't wanna meet up. Like you He's the one who doesn't want to no, meet no, up. No, no, no. He was like he sent this like long thing about like I don't think I can do this. Like I'm pr- I was like I was like, honestly, you're then still I, I was like, You're still a cat. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you called him on it. Uh so um I just like can't I can't fi- I can't figure it out, you guys. Yeah, the perils of fucking internet dating. Um, so he's not a doctor, and he assistant manages the Athlete's Foot, which is a shoe <laughs> store that no longer exists. That's right. Um, he lied to her because he'd always wanted to um, sleep with a stewardess. She's <laughs> so like, she walked herself into it. My favorite thing, though, which honestly, in this situation, I can't decide. She's so like taken aback that he lied to her that she kicks him out. Yes, it's like when you lie and then you find out someone, someone else, else is lying. And you're like, you're what like the fuck? how dare you lie? Because so you she have- doesn't tell him. Part of me thinks if a guy did this to me and then was like, "Listen, I just really wanted to sleep with a stewardess," I'd be like, "Dude, this is fucking hilarious. You want to know why? I'm not a stewardess. You lied to me. I lied to you." <laughs> um. I would do it just to break him of the, like, yeah. I slept with the stewardess thing if I was really that annoyed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm all about, like, sending a combative text <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, Aiden comes over to pick her up in the morning, which she's asked him to do, which she obviously is a way for to get them alone together. She's wearing a flower around her waist. Of course she is. Um, And she's being extra evasive. And he's like, I thought maybe one day I'd... I'd build us a love seat and she goes like huh, oh maybe we're gonna be late and here's the thing when he shows up she already is late and i'm like aiden you're right to have this conversation but i would not do it when you two are both already late for a wedding and he's like what are you afraid of and she kind of freezes and then and she tells him she tells him she slept with big and she's like, listen, you know who he is. You saw him at that furniture show. I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. And he looks, I hate him. I ha- don't, I, his hair, I just. His hair is really awful. The conversation they have while we the were, last. For some reason, the fact that he's like, you, you slept with him while we were going out. Just like completely. I know. Like, well, it sounds like they're middle school. Yeah, I'm like, you were de- like. He means, I think, to clarify that like this was during their relationship. Yeah, but why not say like while we were dating? I know. She's like, it was so wrong. This is a very serious episode. We it's, are like yeah. here to like, I know. like give you the facts and the information and <laughs> yes. talk about it. Like, I'm sorry. We're not like, I'm we're not like giggling. Through. We are just like, we are here to give you. Yeah. The well, it's a, that's what I mean that 
like this is the first one where there are like real major life events happening. Like someone's getting married. There's, you know, their status, their friendship group is changing. There's no real levity in this episode Mm-mm. except for Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Samantha one is just so tired, it's not even funny. It's like we're and the stereotype is so dumb of the guy. So yeah, so Aiden is responding. They have a they have one more conversation later in this episode, and I actually think it's the most I've ever liked him. Um, but well, so he doesn't we'll come. There. So he leaves. He basically she's like, "What about the wedding?" And he's like, uh, "You know what? Just I, go, go without, without me. me. I'm gonna go take a walk." And she's like, "Where are you going?" Um, but lets him leave. Um, Carrie so. always has fights with men at weddings. Charlotte is literally getting married. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. She looks really beautiful. Also, we find out later that this dress costs fourteen thousand dollars, which twenty years ago is even more insane. Bunny is wearing a bow and a yellow, yellow, and like a ch- like her entire neck is covered in pearls. Yeah. It's really awful. Um, Scottish guy comes to escort Bunny to her seat and she's like, I don't understand anything. And so Samantha's become like the translator because she fucked him and now she understands his oh, fake accent. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And she tells Bunny that he doesn't does indeed have something on under his kilt. Something new, something borrowed. And someone Samantha Blue. So Carrie runs up late, which if she appeared minutes before if my maid of honor or whatever appeared minutes before I walked down the aisle, I would freak out. But Charlotte handles it well and, and Carrie has pulled it together and she's like, You look perfect. She's and beautiful. I like the dress a lot, and it's a great one for Charlotte. So it's weird to me that, like, uh, Carrie's not in the color. Like, I understand she's wearing her sash is the same color as the rest of theirs. But I just feel like... The other two are in matching champagne dresses, and she's in a white dress with a small champagne, champagne sash. I feel like it you wear really the champagne with the white sash. Yeah, especially when you're a bridesmaid in a wedding. But here she is. Um, so, you know works out samantha comes through I Whoa, do like, did you guys was that a nip slip no 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 they the, that scenes where they cut to this scene which is samantha getting ready to walk oh, down and the then aisle they cut and back they and cut she's back still and there she's still talking <laughs> yeah. to them that was they like added an extra continuity baby yeah. um so samantha walks down the aisle despite all her bitching samantha and actually I've, enjoyed being a bridesmaid and she looks at her lover and then miranda walks down the guess aisle. guess who miranda's date is your favorite stanford <laughs> which i love because it's like um that he is technically carrie's person but you know it just whenever something speaks to their like bigger relationships or friendships i love it here yeah. we go are you ready for a pre-aisle walk freak out Guys, oh here my she God. goes. Is it a wedding on a TV show if the bride doesn't panic? I know, honestly. Immediately before walking down the aisle, Carrie literally takes three steps down the aisle and Charlotte calls her back. So the whole audience is like... If I start to do this, just like slap me. But it's a it's a real concern of Charlotte. Oh, well, Charlotte, this is a big one, but I will have had sex oh, with yeah, my husband. Oh, yeah, exactly. Partner. So it won't be this, but yes. So the whole, uh, you know, two bridesmaids are already up there and Charlotte's like, he couldn't get it up. And they have this whole conversation and here we go. White lies play back into this episode. Carrie's like, she was already in the big white, white dress. So I reached for a little white She's lie. Like, it's going to be fine. It happens to everybody. And then, and, and, um, I sort of slept with him on the first date. Charlotte's like, I should have done it. I, you know, I should have been Samantha basically. And Carrie's like, listen, maybe he jerked off right before you got there and was embarrassed. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? But either way, you're going to have great sex with him and you're going to get married right now. (laughs) Which is at this moment. The right thing to do. And Carrie also does an amazing thing where Charlotte continues to freak out. And and Carrie's like, listen, if you don't want to do this. You don't have to. You don't have to. Which I think is like an amazing thing to say to and someone. And everyone will just get over it. Yeah. But Which, they all can like see this conversation happening. 
Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Also, like, where are Charlotte's parents? Like, yeah, her dad her is about to aisle? walk her down the aisle, but he's not there. It's very strange. But the, the like actual like cinematography of this episode is a little wonky. Yeah, they're not used to maybe dealing with. Um, I mean, they're much more interested in plot than realistic things. So you know, as you do on a TV show. As are we. As are we. That's true. But then they go. Carrie winks at her. She really pulls it through as like best friend in the moments before the wedding, and she walks down the aisle. Charlotte is 34, single, and standing in a $14,000 dress. That's not actually that crazy. And then she turns her head and... Not even a low libido could stop No, her. but I would say 20 years ago, a $14,000 dress is closer to a $20,000 dress. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Which is like, that's pretty out. I mean, like three to six is the standard range, I think. They got married. Having watched oh, wait. so much of... Um, Say us to the dress. Yeah. So they got married and Aiden is like slurking. Is that a slurking? word? Slurking? Slurking. It yeah. is really funny though because immediately after Miranda and... I mean, sorry, Carrie and, and Charlotte finish their conversation, Charlotte turns her head and nods to her dad who grabs her arms. So you're like, hang on. Was he standing a foot out of the frame while you had that whole conversation about your husband? Hey, you, says Aiden. Aiden appears outside of the church. He's like, I couldn't come in. Um, I walked around the block for an hour. Couldn't bring myself to go in. And she is distraught, of course. And, and she she's, apologizes. She's so apologetic. I mean, this is where the cliche really plays in. She's like, I never meant to hurt you, but I did. And and here's the thing. Like, throughout this whole conversation, he's like, I know. They I, both I, have binicular eyes. They do. Which is, I guess, like what happens in 2000 when you want to cry. You guess these eye drops turn you into a small vampire bunny. Yeah, gotta be. She, um... She keeps, you know, she really wants to make it work, of course. And she's like, aren't aren't we like the wood? The flaw is my one flaw is that I cheated on you. And Why? you're going to be wood that makes me stronger. Why does she want to make it work so bad, do you think? Because it just, like, is easy and it's the right thing to do and, quote, right? Well, she loves him, she says. I don't know. I think when you're in a comfortable relationship that, according to her, is, you know, lovely in every other way. And he's so good to her and the sex is great. I don't know maybe it's more of just like not wanting to lose the comfort and the habit and the yeah it's hard because I don't think you and I are super invested in Aiden but she is supposed to be you know that's why she feels so guilty because she really does love him yeah and he's like listen she's like uh, you know we can work we can I'll do whatever I'll I'll and he's like I just know myself and, and that's not the thing I can get over but though, he's not angry he's not yelling he's, he's upset sad. he like pulls her head in and kisses they're her both kind of, they're both crying and he's so this he, is why we this is when we like Aiden. that's what I was just gonna say this conversation is when I've liked him most because it it's not that he's like this unrealistic sexual monster angel he's like a genuine person who in a really hard moment he's the casualty is full of grace He's like, I know, I know he gives her all these, you know, he's breaking up with her, but he's also like, he doesn't want to, but I know you didn't mean to hurt me. And I know that you love me and I know all these things and I'm giving you that that's valid. I'm like about to cry. I know, but I also can't do this. And then she's called for photos and she pulls it together a little bit. Miranda's like, she tells Miranda that she told him and that it's over and this is when you fall in love with Aiden. I know. Because that moment. Like, because in this moment, you're like, Aiden, come back. He's gracious. He's, 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 a but maybe he had to leave to earn that, you know, but he's kind. <laughs> we didn't like him until he left. <laughs> we didn't like him until he left. I'm Carrie. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> yep. So the four of them go up onto the steps. Child, um, Carrie's pulled it together. Miranda gives her a really cute It's hug. hard to find people who will love you no matter what. And she said, luckily, 
I found three of them. <laughs> and that is the fucking heart of this show is that it's friends over everyone. And at the end of the day, when things go shitty and explode, they have each other and they'll get through it. And Charlotte's married yeah, to someone really, who won't be able to fuck her. We don't get to see like any of the reception because we don't care. We don't care. Um, we only care really so much about Charlotte's life in context of care. That's our turn. That's the, sh- that's the episode. It's a big one though. And I just wanted to get it all in. Yeah. Just like Samantha. That's right. She wants to get it all, all in. in. Um, that's a good episode. I know. It feels like a, um, a little bit of a different show where it feels like less sitcom-y and more of I like an episodic I think, show. I think that that is where it goes. That's what I could kind of sense in this one and it was exciting because it just like vibe-wise feels different. Yeah. Because you know that's not the end of Aiden. Yeah. And you know it's not the I end actually of- didn't, but I figured oh, it wasn't. Sorry. That's okay. I'm really terrible today. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I assumed it wasn't over, but I didn't know if, if he'd come back. Because, oh. like, you know, I the, I know the same thing's happening with Steve, sort of. So I didn't know who, how many boyfriends they'd, like, bring back over what time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess. But we still have a whole nother watching. boyfriend. And then she has to go back to big. So we have lots of time. We have at least two boyfriends, baby girl. Yeah. Wow, in four, no, three oh, more seasons? It's just getting good, But baby. that's what I mean. So, like, this feels like a turning point in some ways because um, um, it's a big one. Who did you um, – and Char- Samantha, it's where, this is literally, like, middle of season three, and Samantha still hasn't had a plot Nothing. Of She's had nothing. Um, who did you resonate with? Um, except for Small Dick James. Um, I Oh, she misses James. I resonated with – not Charlotte really, although I think Charlotte had some real salient points in this episode. Um, not word. sleeping with your her fiance before you marry him is not one of them. Nope. But um, also not really Miranda in this episode, although I love her. I love Miranda's been on a the Samantha track, which is fun for her. Mm-hmm. Um, not Samantha. Carry a little bit. I know what it's like to um, carry around a really difficult conversation. Yeah, me too. That you don't want to have, but then you just feel sick until you have it. I feel, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I've had some. I've had some similar experiences. Not like explicitly, you know, that mirrors this, but I don't know. I think that's pretty relatable. Yeah. And as much as you're like, she's a carry cliche. Uh huh. It's because you know that all stems from like real stuff and. For sure difficulties yeah yeah i don't know how about you um i think i resonated with carrie yeah just of all of them Mm -hmm. well actually i've been thinking about doing what miranda is doing and just sort of like making up of like a persona so then it's not you out in the world yeah because just like act being the people you tell someone you're an actor and they're like oh Oh, that comes with a lot of preconceived everything and i'm just like what if i just what if I just fucking didn't tell them? Like, what would that look like? Yeah. And yet, I don't know. I'm still just like, I don't know. I've sort of, I've, I'm given up on, on all things. Just across the board. We're just giving up. I'm giving February up. 1st, 2018. Give up day. Yeah. Like if January 1st is like, this is what I'm going to accomplish. Like <laughs> February 1st is like, I'm done. Yeah. No, I, I'm just sort of like, I've, uh, I, I can't actively hunt for love anymore 
I'm done. It's draining. Yeah. So Carrie, I think just because I know what it feels like to try to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. knowing that you have betrayed it. Um, And also like wanting to watch the relationship you're Mm -hmm. in when you know that you, your heart is in another place. Also just the feeling. I think it's really easy to relate to the feeling of like, I mean, Carrie did this and made all of these decisions oh, yeah. but, but coming to the reality that like you've hurt someone who you love is really just like a yeah. sickening feeling yes if you you know yeah um plopability i would say save except for like i just like don't think that our generation is one that saves themselves for marriage not in the 30s and, even, and not like objective. and even charlotte hasn't saved it's herself not that she yeah she decided she it was her personal decision to do it in this relationship i which, think that silly. is not very i agree but the rest of it feels very uh 2018 yeah able i think so able the one thing is like if i were in miranda's situation the one thing about that is like you know, if he knew her full name now, he could Google her kind of okay, thing. Okay, not all the time. I can't find this motherfucker on anything. Oh, so it's a catfish. He's a catfish. Yeah. I feel like you're not like a, a hot 20-something on dating apps and not nowhere else on the internet. I just like, where Why? Where did that picture come from? Right. You I could have, reverse Google image it and see if anything comes up. That's what I was told to do. Yeah, it's always fun. I've never done that. You'll have to show me. I will. It's very easy. I think you might be, you're probably able to do it from your phone too. Um, So you guys, if you know how, who my catfish is, um, (laughs) or if you want to date me, um, or if you are the catfish. Yeah. If you're listening, no, they don't, they don't know I have a podcast. Mm, Okay. I've stopped telling people that I'm going on dates with that I have a podcast so I can talk about them on the podcast. It's a good call. And then once we start dating, which I never will because I'm going to die alone in this bed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> Great. Love it. <laughs> Fun times. Um, well, when you have your um, Israeli. Trist. Trist. Yeah. Maybe um, they'll never know. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Um, Bridget. Yes. Is that it? Um, Delta up for the week. Is that all we have to talk about? I guess that, that makes sense. My. Oh, oh, oh. I have these and I forgot them. Uh-oh. Um, my Delta up this week has been so many. I've had a good week. Good. Love that. Despite the fuckery. Despite the fuckery. My Delta up, I think, is that I'm about to go on birthright. I mean, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure I'm going to Italy after with Lily. Amazing. So I'm really fucking pumped about that. Good time to like travel and shake shit up too. I've also just gotten really good at curling my hair. Oh, fun. And that's just like. That's a skill. It like really looks good and it makes me just feel great about myself. I love that. Finding a hairstyle that you know you feel good in. Yes. It's just like a good day. And then my Delta down is that I just had to pay a lot of money for a cab today because the MTA fucked me over and I'm mad. Fuck them. So hopefully it was for a good reason. Um, And then just really quick, I want to give a shout out to Carrie Ann for taking (laughs) her first flight wheel class yesterday. Go Carrie Ann. Also for sending me a a message that made me cry on the train yesterday. What? (laughs) I know. I'll show you. Fucking Carrie Ann, send me (laughs) that shit. I know. If you guys want to be as good of listeners as our lovely Carrie is, then you better fucking get on it. Fucking piss. I didn't get it. Well, it's very specific. Cool, 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 cool. Delta ups, delts to downs. Um, my delta up is that oh. I oh no, say no, 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 that I've been reading and that so. I've gone to the gym. Yeah, I love these pants. 
I have three pairs of them. That's all I wear to work. Different colors. Um, I have been going to the gym on my lunch break and I have gotten like a routine down where I can walk to the gym, have a workout and then shower and get back to the office in an hour, which I'm pretty That's pleased amazing. with. I kind of, I like leave three minutes early and get there a tiny bit late, but it's very, it's such a good way to break up the day. And I'm like actually using my gym membership and I can feel myself getting stronger. Um, and I love that. I'm also reading a bunch more. I'm already ahead of my goal for the year. Yes. I set myself like a really basic one on Goodreads, but I'm already beating it, which feels good. That's so great. And um, yeah, those are my ups. My um, down, I don't know, nothing like super specific. I'm I'm kind of in like a, I'm in a rut, in a, in a like life rut, which, you know, happens, depression, anxiety, et cetera. But um, I, my body mm-hmm. Anxiety, I'm pretty sure is the root of this, but I have, um, for the last like year and a half had a really complicated relationship with food and when it's at its worst, it's not mental. I'm sure it's like anxiety manifesting physically. It's not like I'm like, man, I don't want to eat, but, um, my appetite is super fucked up and then eating makes me feel sick. So I'll push it for as long as I can. And then my body's like, you have to eat something because now you're getting sick from not and then I'll eat and it'll make me feel nauseous and then I'll like feel okay for an hour Anyway, it's very frustrating. Basically, I just like, I don't know. I wish I could just um, eat and enjoy food again. And I also wish that my body functioned. But I'm getting back onto it. And I'm like, my next goal, this is a delta up, I guess. I kind of decided that instead of resolutions, I'm thinking of them as like goals for the year. So rather than like, here are things that I have to do now where I failed. I'm like, by the end of this year, I would have liked to build habits in skincare and reading and cooking. And cooking, I think, is the next one. Because I just... Man, if you have tips for cooking for one and like grocery shopping for one, mm-hmm. let me know because I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. And a perk of going to the gym is that those days I don't have time literally to buy lunch. Yeah. So I try and bring food those days. But I can't do that if I haven't shopped or cooked. Yeah. Anyway, that's just being a human. Delta ups, delta downs all over. Um, we have just uh, a quick... New, uh, we have our, our favorite segment. This is questions from my brother. My brother is here to ask questions. Hey, welcome back, Alex. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for having me back. <laughs> um, how have you been since we spoke to you last? Have you found hummus? I went to a place called the Hummus Kitchen. Oh, we've been to the Hummus Kitchen. We oh. like the Hummus Kitchen. We yeah, it was it was good. It was exactly what I wanted. In and Midtown, that, right? It had chicken shawarma on top of uh. hummus. They were, <laughs> um, as many places are. They people get confused when I'm like, hey, in, instead of pita, can I just get sliced cucumbers? Oh, it really throws people. <laughs> you're just you're doesn't just, seem like that would be that you're unreasonable. Just a health conscious man. Look you at know, you. I try taking care of your body. So hummus. So um, have has. But- Oh my God, you guys. Yeah. Yes. I, the food town by our apartment has this hummus. They have the lentil hummus? They have the lantana lentil hummus. Again, I'm really trying to get lantana to sponsor Splat. Between between lantana, SodaStream, and LaCroix, you guys, just like big a life update, LaCroix and SodaStream have both interacted with me on social media. That's true. I've also been getting a lot of followers from Miami hair extension salon. <laughs> like I've gotten followed by like seven like Miami extensions. <laughs> to be fair, LaCroix is one of your most frequent content um, like subjects. Oh, it's I, like that or like flywheel. <laughs> have I have I showed Top you two. this tote bag I got? Yeah, it's amazing. 
Oh, for our listeners at home, <laughs> the tote bag has got um, every flavor LaCroix can. Including the hybrids. Including the hybrids. My it, favorite. It, it's, it's not unlike the Warhol. That's right. Uh, it does remind me of that. And yeah. perhaps it's intentionally. That's exactly what it's trying to do. My favorite is the Melon Pamela, which I lovingly call the Ellen Pompeo. Oh, of course. Mm. Um, so, Alex, do you have any questions for us? Questions. I know because it's called questions from my brother. Mm-hmm. All right, we're in New York. Mm-hmm. There are germs everywhere. Mm-hmm. How often do you wash your hands? Because I find myself, <laughs> since moving to New York, washing my hands all the time. More than you did in Chicago. Oh yeah. Interesting. Um, I have like two answers to this because in general, like, honestly, I'm not a huge hand washer. Me either. I'm a like, you know, when you need to do it, I do it. But here's the thing. One of my like top three pet peeves is having sticky hands. Uh. So (laughs) if, if, even if I'm like not out in the city, if I'm like sitting at my desk so long that my hands get sweaty on my mouse, it like freaks me out so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like when you like ride the subway, Mm -hmm. your immediate impulse when you get off is, is gotta wash my hands my immediate impulse is thank god i survived that train ride (laughs) can't wait for the next one yeah here's a concept getting on a new york subway and it taking you to the place that it is supposed to take you in a reasonable amount of time i just spent 30 dollars on a cab to get to midtown Mm. today because i gave myself shockingly uh 45 minutes to get to times square on the the train train. still fucked it up and yet at 12 15 it was still 10 minutes away Mm -hmm. and i was not I had to do that last night too, pay for a cab because a train just wouldn't come and I, I had to be somewhere. Like I needed to be somewhere. Yeah. Mayor de Blasio, are you listening? <laughs> are you fucking listening? Do you have any sex in the city related questions for us? I did like that though. You could just talk to us about us. <laughs> yeah, just talk about us. Um, I had sex like another in the city's f- good. I, can I tell you um, two things about my week? Yes. Sure, yeah. Your Please delta up do and that. your delta down. If um, you will. Or just two things. Just two things. Two things that I'm really interested in this week. Is this new app that my friend Jesse um, showed me called Plant Nanny? Oh, it's oh, li- it's fun. I've used that for years. Tell oh, me, drink water. Help you drink water. Yeah, you guys. My plant wants me to drink so much water, <laughs> and I am trying, but I have not yet completed a day. It's so really? sad when it How gets all water wilty is it and, and it's turned me into someone who I, like I can't take the train without peeing. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. And. But it's good. It tricks you. This is the kind of shit. Like, I just joined Goodreads, and it's a similar concept. Oh, I love Goodreads. Same. I can't believe I didn't do it years ago, because I'm like, we've talked about this. I love reading, Mm -hmm. but the actual just, like, sometimes opening a book is the hardest part of it, Mm -hmm. and having a game with yourself, will I will do anything that way. So a game to drink water, a game to read books, like, I'll fucking do it. When you say open a book, do you mean to start it, or just, like, at a moment in the day where I'm like, now I want to read? I want to read all the time honestly but like I didn't have any train reading habits because I listen to so many podcasts and I don't like mm. holding them on when I'm standing yeah but I love reading I missed reading and it was more just getting over like why don't I actually turn Netflix off and like do this thing that I want to do because I would just get into loops and yeah. then in, and they weren't reading loops that's all so just like overcoming like making it a habit again making it a part of something I do and now like I'll do it when I'm at the gym I do it on the train I do it because I fucking love books and f- had forgotten yeah. that Bridget's I just read a book to the gym <laughs> I, I just read a book in three days oh it's the best it was feeling, a short right? book but I it was Murakami mm. I try to read oh I saw your post about it I try to read Murakami every six months because he's got such a big canon I mm. love his writing so I want to like get through it that's a great way to do that um and then the other thing that i'm really interested in right now is this netflix show american vandal oh 
I could talk to you about American Vandal. Okay, forever. but we'll do that off the we pod. Will. I'm only on episode three. <laughs> I haven't it's watched Brooke it. Brooke and Alex, the lover of your brother, uh-huh. refuse. I haven't. I haven't refused my relationship. <laughs> I wanted to watch it last night. A, my honey bunny, <laughs> the lover of your brother. I he, love you, honey. I love you. He refuses. Good Chicago ref. Aside from making each other laugh every uh, day. Wait, he refuses. The minute I endorse something, <laughs> oh, he it, won't do it. It makes him completely turn off <laughs> that thing. That's true. Most especially television shows. We've been trying mm-hmm. to get him to watch The Good Place for months. And please like me. He yeah. won't watch Please Like you Me. Know, I, I don't s- know that. Oh. Oh. I've never heard of it. Oh. You have to watch it. Okay, great. I still haven't watched the series finale just because I don't want it to end. Do you hear that, Joshua Thomas, friend <laughs> of the pod? I don't want that to end. <laughs> um, I guess I should ask you a Sex and City related question. I eh, guess that's why we're here. Um, what is your favorite Kristen Davis performance <laughs> other oh. than Charlotte? I oh. could not name one. I don't know either, but should we look some of them up? Because yeah. now I'm curious. Well, if you're not going to know by heart, I'll tell you the one I know by heart. Tell us. Uh, it was her uh, guest star role oh, as no. a, a Joey Tribbiani girl oh. that they all liked. And he yes, 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 wanted yes, to break yes. up with her mm, and yes. they tried to get her not to. This is not a podcast about the show Friends. Very true. True. But Kristen but. Davis the only other thing I know her from. Wow. That's a deep cut, too. No, it's, it's not. She didn't really have, like, a big career outside of this, did Is she? It Kristen, she won an Emmy, right? They all won Emmys, all Kristen four of them? Davis. I think is so. That a true Just statement? a fun fact. It No, it, it is, I think it's Kirsten Davis. Mm, are you thinking of Kirsten Dunst, star of such movies as Jumanji and Bring It On? <laughs> and Melancholia. I can't. Oh, she's, she had, like, this is her thing. She did... And some episodes of General Hospital. She did some Melrose oh, it's, Place. It's Friends. Kristen. Friends. She was in, in. She was in Friends at some point. Yeah, uh, uh, you think I lie? No, no, no. I'm I'm backing you up here. I don't fucking know. Would I, would I lie? I you? think I think that mine is um, her 35 episode arc as Miss Spider on Miss Spider's Sunny Patch and Friends. <laughs> yes, uh, mine was when she was a guest judge on Project Runway. Oh yeah. Or she played. She had a. A one episode on. Um, oh my God, she was in the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. So we're learning a lot. I think I I maintain Sunny Sunny's Miss Spider Sunny the, the, the Spider one, yeah. The cart animated cartoon about a Sunny. Great question, great question. Thank you for joining us for this um, episode of this mini this, this segment of uh, questions from my brother. <laughs> great, go ahead and you can. Um, Do you have uh, anything else you want the people to know? Yeah, tell still yeah. tell me where your favorite hummus place is. Good. And talk to me about your experiences with washing your hands. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Scrub a dub a dub. Um, that reminds me of that thing. Do you remember that vi- that cassette tape that I used to? Have? Oh yeah, we're gonna sing about Brooke. <laughs> we're what? gonna sing about Brooke. Oh my god. So it was like this, like <laughs> children's songs, but you but could, you could get buy your it. Name. But it was like clearly like one track with enough space left out and then a completely different voice would say your child's name. That's so be like, no, it was the same voice. Rub-a-dub-a-dub. What was it? There was this uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Singing in the tub with Brooke. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was that drastic. I think it was the same voice, but it was like, Hello, Brooke. How do you do? We're going to sing some songs for you. Some good songs. Songs, some, some bad, bad songs, songs, some happy, happy songs, songs too. too. Wow. We used to bully Brooke by um, saying words that ha- sounded like her name, like 
the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> or like Brooke Atad and I from a Jews out there. Uh-huh. And she would literally cry, hysterically cry when we'd be like, oh, is that a river or a brook? <laughs> hysterically like, cry. I'd be like, stop and then I'd be like, Robins, Robins live in a nest. <laughs> like Third I, child struggles, dude. Yeah, I remember but that. You and were feeling three and right. Robin was 12. So how can you really fight back? I we're know that feeling. Sing about My bro. sister once um, at dinner when I was like probably five or six said, and I remember that this is one of my clearest childhood memories. <laughs> she goes out of the blue, turns to me and goes, you used to be so cute. What happened? And I did exactly that. <laughs> Scream cried. <laughs> It was like the worst thing anyone had ever said to me. My nickname throughout middle school and, and high school, which I, and I, I believe to this day was a term of endearment. And it was, it was something that was bestowed to me with love. And it wasn't until like uh, long later, I realized how crazy it was, was Puffy. They called me Puffy and I enjoyed it. They called it. me Puffy. That's a memoir title. And, like, and I enjoyed it. And be like, hey, Puff, hey, Puffs. Because you it's know, crazy I'm on a lot of levels. Very pale, and I was a yeah. larger boy, and we were in Florida, so there were a lot of pool parties. And I'd be like, "Ooh, this big marshmallow puff jumping in the pool!" Wow. But uh, it really, really stuck. Hey, Fatso. <laughs> hey, Fatty. Oh, hey, Fatty. Are you in the closet? We'll keep calling you Fatty. How was your high school? No, I really, I liked high school. You crushed high school. Yeah, because I had open heart surgery in the middle of it. That, that that helps. And that's the end. <laughs> Questions from my brother. I'm there we go. go. Beautiful. Pasta. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Brooke, where can I find you on social meds? Um, on social meds, you can find me on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman. And I haven't been tweeting as much. I don't know why. I go through phases. Um, I didn't really tweet today either. Today. Literally, that's a phase. <laughs> 24 hours. And Check out those travel pics coming your way. Coming your way. Um, I love my Instagram story right now. I'm really invested in that. <laughs> um, so just like check me out. I'm usually being obnoxious um, in a fun way. Um, social media man, how can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin. Um, spelling things as well as I just spoke that. And you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37. And you can find us at Splat Podcast, basically everywhere you get your, you know, nope, that's not it. Everywhere that you are on the social medias. Um, that's right. And And this is probably the last time you hear our voices for a week or two. So don't be, you're going on an adventure. Exactly. We will see you soon. Love ya. Love ya. Bye.